0: Welcome to Hope Ahead, A Journey of Infertility. My name is Naomi Ripstein.
1: And this is Ryan Ripstein.
0: And this is our story and struggle of trying to conceive.
1: We hope and pray that by sharing our experiences and trials, we will bring glory to God, awareness to infertility, and also be encouraging to others.
0: And just a reminder, this is our story and personal experiences. We are not offering medical advice.
1: Well, we hope you enjoy the discussion and thanks for listening.
0: and welcome back to Hope Ahead, episode three, Um, title, Trying to Conceive After the Miscarriage. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm Ryan Ripstein. Um,
0: And Naomi Ripstein. Um, So first off, you you may notice a little difference with my hair. Um, My little brother got married recently and had my hair long for that, and then now that he's married, I'm chopping it off. Ryan's clean shaven. Yeah. We're just changing up looks for you guys, trying to keep the audience happy, (laughs) or we're just, you know living life, regular
1: people shaving and cutting their hair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but congrats to my little brother and Grace. Um, so kind of the recap, you know, on episode two, we talked about just how that was starting our journey, um, with after the miscarriage and just going through that and then moving forward. And I had mentioned about how my cycle was off for a long Mm -hmm. amount of time. Um, And it was hard to kind of track and everything. So um, pushed us into um, 2020 because I had no idea really when I was going to be ovulating and I was still healing mentally and emotionally and physically. Um, But um, we're now into 2020. And, you know, after you have a loss like that, we, um, me particularly, I probably was a little bit more sensitive starting then to other pregnancy announcements. Um, and so they're always wonderful and amazing. And we're so happy for those people. Mm-hmm. But then you're, like we said before, we're sad. For it's just a reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there were a few times, you know, like I said, I had shared with uh, my parents and then a couple of close friends and then that was pretty much it. And there were some times that I was almost about ready to open up. Um, there was a really, Um, wonderful ladies group that I was a part of in the fall of 19 um, that I almost got vulnerable enough to do it but we had one that was pregnant during that time and then one announced that she was pregnant during that time we were together so I was like okay this is not right because I don't want to take away from their joy but also I just wouldn't probably wouldn't been able to make it through without sobbing in front of them and making them feel terrible so (laughs) we just moved past it Um, but this is kind of where I stayed like in that sad but optimistic point of view, if maybe you guys can kind of relate to that, to where, like I said, you're just sad for yourself, but you're hopeful because you keep seeing other people get pregnant and, or other people that have losses and then they get pregnant, you know. so you stay in that hopeful point of view. And, I mean, honestly, like I said, I normally want to be a happy person, so of course you want to stay mm-hmm. in that point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I try not to dwell on it. Too much and I wanted to also still be encouraging to my husband during that yeah. time and um I think we were both trying to be tough and supportive for one another because um, I know he was kind of like just making sure like he said before like that I wasn't mad at him
1: you yeah know? And, yeah and for me I think for me mostly it's been I'm sad that Naomi is sad
0: mm-hmm.
1: mostly I mean like I've talked about before
0: He didn't deal with all the physical. I didn't deal with all the physical
1: and the emotional attachment that you had already developed. So I didn't have all that going on. But I, I mean, I also have kind of consigned myself to viewing this from the future, Mm -hmm. right? When we do have a child, Mm -hmm. whenever that is, however it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am saddened the most I'm sad that we don't have a kid for sure but I'm saddened the most that you're sad and it bothers you as much as it does yeah so
0: yeah so we did start um talking more uh about how much we also wanted the family and really kind of bonding through that and then you know just like anybody when you're trying to conceive, we had a lot of sex so yeah <laughs> It was just like, well. We
1: really do practice. That's not just a line. <laughs>
0: you know, but I mean, in all fairness, though, right? It's like that's the time that is kind of making trying to conceive exciting. It's because it is more often times for more intimacy and you're excited because you're like, maybe this is the time. Maybe this is mm-hmm. the time, right? Mm-hmm. And trying not to dwell so much on it. And so, like I said, this was within that first year afterward. Um, and now we're at year four. And so, you know, things have changed a little bit sometimes on that perspective, which we talk about in a later episode. But, um, you know, right now it's the exciting thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, so we got into July, August, maybe even a little bit before of 2020. But I had ordered the pre-mom test strips. I'm sure several of you are familiar with them. Um, but they're more of the least expensive types of LH strips to measure the luteinizing hormone. Mm-hmm. Um, and showing you essentially as that gets darker that you're going to be ovulating, right? So you can kind of track. Um, but I also.
1: So just for maybe my clarification sure. and some of the guys, the dark. So it's not a, an objective quant- quantitative. There's test. a control
0: a, line and um, something to
1: compare. Yes just comparing colors so yeah. kind of qualitative yes it's darker but it's not like it's two times darker or three
0: it could be though
1: it could but there's no like
0: so that's how the app even reads it then okay. normally you end up taking a picture of it and it reads it based off of the control line to show okay. what level so you could be like 0.25 or you could be 1.25 okay and so 1.25 has to be really dark compared to the control line okay so that's how then the so algorithm the app does the right, comparison out, for you right. which
1: is objective right and quantitative and they okay. probably
0: have that quantitative number that it's like uh you're over a certain um number based on what the control line is that they would say you've ovulated because everybody's yeah. different because some people it says they've ovulated at 0. 0.7 and then there's those that were like me 1. 1.3 1. 1.5 you know and and my other numbers were lower than that, so then it would say.
1: Do so. eat? Does the Premom have its own app, and the Clear Blue have its own mm-hmm. app? So they're all
0: mm-hmm.
1: different. Yes. So one point three on one is not necessarily one point three on the, clear the other. Well,
0: Clear Blue, which I went into getting in the fall of 2020, because it's the flashing, flashing smiley face, or okay. the solid smiley uh, face. Yeah, so that okay. takes <laughs> away the numbers out of it all together. Okay. So that actually just makes it easier. So it's
1: yes or no. Yeah. Or
0: or. Almost. Peak, Almost. It's like high yeah. and then peak and then not.
1: And then a certain period of time yeah. after that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it takes
0: away some of the guessing game. But um, okay. kind of like what we've stated, but we, I've stated before, and Ryan stated, like, I mean, throughout this whole process, boy, we have become so educated about all these yeah. things. All all things that I was always aware of as a healthcare professional, but it wasn't like my specialty, even as a female. I mean, I knew some stuff, but I'm right. like, whoa, I know so much more. <laughs> yeah. Um. So... Anyway, um, in that regard, like, you know, after we were testing and everything like that, so after a couple of months, um, so this is the, like, August 2020 and maybe in September, um, we started having the discussion to um, see what other options are. So I had a, I already had an appointment with my OB just for a routine exam, and when I went in, I had a discussion with her um, about, you know, trying to get pregnant, and um, she had seen me a little while after the miscarriage the year before. Um, but you know, and she, I remember her saying, like I've said before, she said, do you want to get pregnant now or do you want to wait? And I was like, no, yeah. you know, we're ready. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, we need to do some tests. And so, um, one of the tests that she wanted to do was a semen analysis on Ryan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which wasn't covered by insurance because it was from her, but it was it like. It
1: would have been. If it
0: was from the primary. But though, right? we
1: didn't know. Right? We didn't know that until after we already had the sample there. Yeah. And they were like, where is your PCP's referral? Yeah. And that would take a day or an afternoon. Yeah. And, and when you're by in the, the thing, time, you gotta
0: turn in your samples yeah, like it's kinda little It's busy. like
1: it's too late to so know that. If so that's
0: your insurance. We yes. always found out now for me for a specialty, like for an OB, I do not need a Don't referral. Need yeah. But Ryan needs a referral for like everything. Yeah. And it's, it's good and bad. We do have good insurance, but that's one of the um little hurdles. The primary care
1: physician style insurance is not my favorite. Yeah. I've had others where you just do whatever you want to do, essentially. Yeah. That's not what we have right now, so it's kind of annoying. But
0: we got that. If done. we would have
1: done it, yeah. it would have been covered. by oh well.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. I think it was a little over. It was hundred bucks or, or hundred
1: twenty. Like it wasn't the end of the world.
0: Um. So he had to do that, and then she scheduled me uh, for an HSG um, and that was for me. wasn't going to be till the end of December, and I feel like he did his sample maybe a few weeks prior to that. Yeah. Um, I don't so the HSG for those of you mm-hmm. that don't. No, and I kind of spelled this out phonetically so I wouldn't butcher it, but the hysterosalpingography, um, so that's why it's easier to say HSG. Um, essentially, that's the thing where they um, – you're not, you're still awake, but they um, insert a little balloon into your cervix, and that's the part that's probably the most uncomfortable because it just causes cramping. It's like you're dilating. Um, so intense cramping, but they insert that little balloon, and then they inject dye up into your uterus, and it flows through your – fallopian tubes and everything so it does the little loop right and they essentially are looking for good flow that semen would get up in there and mm. reach your egg and everything like that so um then they do use an x-ray for it um the only thing major i and of course everything was well, good it was great they're like yep. wow that was really fast you have you have great reaction All this, yeah <laughs> great flow yeah um and i did find out that my Pelvis is anteriorly rotated, so you can be anterior, posterior, or I guess, actually just it's regular a, upright. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like that was, that was an experience. And you know, you're just trying to, it was a little uncomfortable, like I said, but then afterward, just because I'm kind of a sciencey nerd, I'm like standing next to the radiologist and I'm like, so what's this? Can you explain to this? You know, and, um, I'm sure he probably felt like a little awkward because he just was injecting this up in me, but I mean, you gotta, you got to know your, get your knowledge and everything like that.
1: <laughs> She's not afraid to ask the question. No, I'm not afraid to ask no. the questions.
0: Um But anyway, so um, – and this was what's called a simple HSG because we have since learned that there is also a selective HSG, which is where they fill your tubes up and watch them drain. So I didn't even know that. I mean, just recently learned that there's a difference in that. Hmm. Um, I also had blood work done to look at my AMH which is the anti-malarian hormone. And whenever they told me they were doing this, like it sounds like malaria, right? So I'm like, why are they looking for an anti-malaria hormone? Didn't know that the malarian is the name of the guy that found this hormone Mm -hmm, and that it's mm -hmm. essentially looking at like your egg quality. So, um, and mine was 2.58, which is good for my age. So normally a perspective range should be between one and four. If you guys are familiar with this or... Are learning about it. Um, normally, people with PCOS they have higher amounts because they don't normally ovulate as much, or they have the cysts, and so they could be um, closer to an over four, up to six yeah. and stuff. And, and
1: PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Look at him. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: hate yeah. Him. Um, and then if you're normally less than one, that's normally just because they think you have lower egg quality, or you're like closer to menopause, or or maybe you weren't born with as many eggs, stuff like that. So it's quality
1: and count kind of mixed together into one number.
0: But if you've had any experience in this, it is just a one out of many test. And I have since found out, like, if your thyroid is off, it could throw off that number. If any other hormones are off, it can throw off that number. So it's not an end-all, be-all number. So do not put all your eggs in one basket because your antiviral hormone is not where it needs to be. Because um, even for myself, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, just taking CoQ10 creased me up to over three because it increased my quality of my eggs. So um, but, mm-hmm. so anyway, um, we, we had the, the blood test done. I had the HSG. We both got this done, like I said, around the end of 2020. Um, and it was right before we were driving up to West Virginia to see my family. That's where I'm from. Um, and we were going to Asheville, North Carolina. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the Biltmore. That's one of our one of our favorite favorite places. Um to go for when we went for Christmas this time. Um, but I remember the the technician in there, she was like, after they did the fluid, they're like, Oh, she's like, make sure you have sex really soon. She's like, Because everything is so open. And I was like, Well, we're going on a road trip, so I don't know <laughs> if that's really gonna yeah. be happening. But um we got our results back. Sometime after Christmas, um, or maybe even slightly before Christmas, might even been before the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything, like I said, semen analysis was great. My HSG was wonderful. Um, radiologists noted no abnormalities, no blockages, no polyps, nothing like that um, mm-hmm. that they could see just from an x-ray imaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I also had a, so, and I was supposed to, you know, meet back in with my OB and this was where I had talked about where she unfortunately got COVID. And so it's in early 21. And so things got delayed until March of 21. Um, So I, but I had started listening to um, some podcasts. Um, Egg Whisper was a really good one. She's Mm -hmm. a really good um, RE out in California. Um, And she really talked about the CoQ10 and that's, Best forms of that are to look for ubiquinol, so O-L or ubiquinone, O-N-E. Those are the best forms of CoQ10, and we both have been taking that. Um, like I said, that improved my um, AMH. And essentially, CoQ10, just give a little science background, um, that helps with um, cell regeneration and energy for the cell, so it works in your mitochondria. You guys can go back to your basic biology. Um but the powerhouse of the cell. So everything that needs energy to regenerate, to make new things. Um, so that's why it was so important for egg quality mm-hmm. and sperm quality. Yeah. So all and it those also cells, helps
1: if you happen to be taking certain kind of statins. Yes. You, you have, know, it's from cholesterol yeah. medicine. It side does, yeah. It, helps, <laughs> it helps, helps rebuild
0: muscle and everything, too. For, if you
1: have questions about that, put it in the comments. <laughs> side. We can talk about that Learn separately. That a little bit. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, But anyway, so they talked about in the egg the whisperer about the CoQ10 and about certain B vitamins, um B6, B12, and also um just I think I first started getting introduced to even the different form of the appropriate amount of folic acid. So folic acid isn't even necessarily the best form you can be taking. It should be the methylfolate, and that's just because research has shown that We could have a mutation and not even realize it, or the baby could get a mutation, and then it affects like the neural tube or a cleft palate or different things like that, so um learned a lot from that podcast as well. And that
1: is methylfolate is better than folic acid. Yes.
0: I can't remember. Like, folic acid is essentially like the way broken down version, so it's harder for your body to convert that to the correct form that you need so if you okay. you need to take the purer form so that it's already easy and the body can process, process it okay. yes yeah okay so but of course trying to get methylfolate more common in like just your regular vitamins is hard you're always just going to see folic acid but okay. something if you guys ever want to look into methylfolate and, and instead of folic acid so that way you just bypass that um so even before the miscarriage, Ryan and I had both already been on um, like a daily vitamin and yep. vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had always been pretty good about that since like maybe teen, late teens, into my twenties, and then once we got married,
1: yeah, kind of got you I a little more on it. I might have done. I don't remember what I did before we got married.
0: You I could do pretty do sure I on did, occasion, did I remember.
1: some multivitamins, but I don't think I did it daily. Okay. And then I took some. Like vitamin C or zinc yeah. or lysine or that, but it wasn't regular. Okay. It wasn't, I don't think it was very regular. Yeah,
0: and we were really just doing that just because we were just being healthy, mm-hmm. and you know, cause there's just um, you want to get a lot of your vitamins from foods and everything, but a lot of the times we don't anymore because yeah. our soil's kind of depleted and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, so got got both of us on taking vitamins, and we were. Doing, um, like I said, other things for our health and preparing for conception. But um, since the miscarriage, carriage, we have definitely learned more about egg health, blood flow, sperm health, GI health, uterine, mm-hmm. lining health, um, and trying, like I said, all these supplements.
1: So yeah. And we did, have we cut anything out that we've added? I know we've tried variations of multivitamins. And we've tried variations of some other things, but have we added stuff and then gotten rid of anything?
0: Yeah, really? so we've added stuff just to see if it would do anything. Right. I normally, so good rule of thumb, I mean, you guys each do what you need to do, but a good rule of thumb is you're if you you're not going to notice a difference within a week. It really yeah. needs to be in your system for four. at least two to four weeks. Yeah. So, so we normally that. would try to give a supplement about a month, um, which normally would be about one bottle if we were each taking it the yeah. way it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, just to see if we noticed anything. And I would check in with him and I would look yeah. at myself. And then even when we did have some blood drawn, like I said, after doing the CoQ10, I was like, oh, look at my AMH. It's doing something. Mm-hmm. He was feeling better on mm-hmm. it. So we knew we were doing yeah. something right there. That's
1: what hyaluronic acid we did. So well, we don't do that anymore. No, that was just for
0: good skin quality. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so, we but stuff like that. Yeah. Okay good skin quality and good for your joints, hyaluronic yep. acid is, um, Yep.
1: but basically, yeah, we gave it a chance, and yes. it's, like, and then, also, it just got to a point where we had, you know, like, we handfuls just, of yeah, pills and stuff, and it's, like, we gotta get rid of, well, <laughs> we gotta yeah, cut back on yeah, some we'll of these, it's,
0: like, pill fatigue, there is so it's much, legit. and it's,
1: like, yeah. yeah, we even got, we got the, uh,
0: Oh, the little the, We got box. the whole yes. trays. Yes.
1: We've actually gone there and done that. But, yeah, we had the trays just so we didn't have to do, like, every we'll morning, like, out. count out. Yeah. The, yeah. So.
0: Yeah. But. Yeah.
1: We probably talked too much about pills and stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on.
0: No. It's okay. Um, and we kind of, you know, this was getting into also, uh, which we had mentioned in the last episode, where we started with ReEngage. So, mm-hmm. we started that in November of 2020. Um. And like I said, bonded with the couples that we were with in our smaller group and found out that two of the other women in there had had miscarriages too that they didn't mention in their story.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and some of you have even already reached out to me since we started posting our podcast. Mm-hmm. About, Thanks for that. Man. Yeah, you guys, yeah. thank you so much. I mean, that's exactly what we want to do is build a community and get people talking about it and feel free to talk about yeah. it. Um, and so, I mean, you, I've been people have reached out to me and shared some of their stuff and I'm going to follow up with some of you a little bit more in detail. Yeah. Um, but just in the sense of like, they they didn't want to talk about it and it was really tough on just their life and their marriage and their relationships and stuff. And so just the same thing like we were learning with reengage, you know, the more that you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Yeah. And like I said, I've been learning that over a long process yeah um but it is helpful to talk about it yeah and like we we're saying have that community yeah.
1: i had to learn over a long process too okay. i have just i
0: mean i guess you're a little I older had, than i am so you got there yeah it, right?
1: no, no no but i had i had gone through that learning process probably took me just as long as you oh, or longer
0: you being nice but, but i real. but
1: it happened in the past so yeah. that's like I was already there yeah. when we went to re But I appreciate it because
0: here. I needed your experience, you yeah. know, to help me through that. Because if we were both kind of in the same spot, yeah. that would be pretty tough. The we maybe would have some been of you terribly. guys can relate yeah. with that. Is one was better than the other. Or maybe you were both really stuck about sharing with one another. And yeah. that's been something you've been working on in your relationship. Yeah. Um, so like we were saying, you know, in that room of women, there were 50% of us that had had a miscarriage. Um, when the average is one out of four, so already yeah. we were in a higher percentage just with that. Um, and, um, just like we had said before too, that this, this whole journey is you're not alone, you know, and hopefully, you know, you get to a, a good mindset of, um, being okay talking about it and not feeling the shame that can come with it. Because it's not your fault, you know, and it's not fair, right? Um, and it's hard. It's hard to just deal with it sometimes on a daily basis. Sometimes yeah. you get a little bit of a break. and But then another pregnancy announcement pops up on social media, and you're like, yay. <laughs> um, but, you know, once again, like I said, be happy for those people because you don't know what struggle they have gone through to get there. You don't know if they're going to have yeah. a difficult pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and if you're someone that does think like negative thoughts about yourself or that person, just take a break. You can totally unfollow mm-hmm. somebody and still be friends with them and them not notice in that way, but
1: that you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I mean, when you think about it from the other side, when we do get pregnant, I know I'm going to be happy about yeah, it. I mean, and I'm definitely going I'm to I'm going to, you know, yes. I, would like to think that I'm going to be mindful of having gone through this. But
0: I'll be excited. But I'm going to be
1: happy about it, and I'm going to want to be telling everybody, and I'm going to, you know, so I can't fault people, right, like we've said. Mm -hmm. I can't fault them for being happy and sharing, and I don't, I mean, I don't think any of us should, but just because they're telling everybody and posting it doesn't mean we have to keep reading it and letting that in, you you know, if that's not,
0: if it's not healthy for you,
1: you don't have to read it. It's better to not. Right. Right. So
0: anything in that regard, you know, you just, if it's something that you're following someone, um, you know, for their stories or you see, I mean, it's totally fine and normal to either get off of it all together for a little while until you feel better or you can handle it more or just like I said, unfollow them. Social media has made it really easy to just unfollow someone without it really seeming like a diss to them, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, Just because you just need to put up your own boundaries, right? Yeah, and
1: and I would say too, I mean, in the end, you not following them, if it's healthy for you that... It might not necessarily be that important for you to care whether it bothers somebody if you stopped following them. Right. Right. I mean, if it's more detrimental to you to listen to it, then you know, they can just be grown ups and be like, Okay, well somebody didn't isn't following me. Anymore. Right. I mean, yeah, right, exactly. so that kind of thing. I mean, so life,
0: life goes on. Yeah. yeah I Nothing's mean, not personal. You're not, you're not yeah, then, it's, yeah,
1: it's it's business. It's not personal against them. It's just right. what, are, what are you able to handle? What am I able to handle? Right. And, you know, if people are going to get mad at you, that's their choice to get mad yeah. at you. You know, yeah. if people get mad at us for anything we say on here, that's their choice right. and we can't make it. I mean, we're you not know, we have to listen to it, which we yeah. won't, right? right? So, you know, comments are monitored and, you know, yeah, ain't but nobody I mean, got time for that if it's negative and stuff. From my personal perspective,
0: no, this is just me, though. I mean, I haven't unfollowed anybody. I did take a break from, like I had mentioned, I used that keg device um, that measures, like, it's an insertable device that measures your cervical mucus, and I was on that support group, and I did, and I ha- actually, I'm still off of it right now. I did have to step away. I think I stepped away maybe in April. Just because there's a year-long guarantee – there's a year guarantee to get pregnant or else they'll give you your money back. And it really is. It gives, has given me so much knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, I did not get pregnant within that year, and that was really tough. Mm-hmm. But I constantly kept seeing – and they would try to do it – bless their heart. They would try to do it like the trigger warning. And But then it's like you know they're either the trigger warning and then they write miscarriage or trigger warning pregnancy. So you already knew what the post was going to be about.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so – um, and I had so many women that were getting pregnant on the device within a few months, which is wonderful. It's so great. I mean, I'm so happy that it worked for them. But I, it, you know,
1: it didn't work for – yeah. it's like so,
0: for my own personal sanity and to yeah. uh, guard my heart and guard my thoughts because I don't want to think ill of anybody and or yeah. have it cause me to sin, right? But I was like, you know, I just need to take a break for a while. And um, I know obviously the world goes on and those people are still de- – But I didn't – it was one of those things some women were like, well, can people stop posting about it so much? And I'm like, they have every right to post their happiness and excitement, you know, just like we have every right to To take a break. To not read it. Yeah. Yeah. So – but I will say, though, I want to give a shout-out to um, my girl Adelaide White. And um, so Adelaide and Stephen White. Um, So – I found Adelaide actually on a podcast Um, at the time it was faith over fertility um, on Apple podcast and she gave like her journey and everything. So her perspective is good. So there we are 38 and 43. So Mm -hmm. we're a little older in this journey. Um, Her and her husband now are currently, I think each 29, but they started off when they were 26 and very early in their marriage. um, Did they have their miscarriage? So they got married in, I think it's, April 2020 and then had their miscarriage in July of 2020 and but she has been um so wonderful and like sharing her story and being so brave and so for all of you women out there that mm-hmm. are like her that can talk about it do it for your own mental health like I applaud you and I'm trying to be more like you You're doing um, You're <laughs> I'm right. I'm already we've already created this our third episode so I'm in it right
1: yeah
0: in it to win it um but anyway I want to give them a shout out because Um, They have now launched what's called The Waiting Room. So you can find them on um, YouTube also and through the Apple Podcasts, but Another Couple's Perspective. So she has her first season on there, um, but they changed it from Faith Faith Over Fertility to The Waiting Room. So now on the second season, it's both of them together. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was even like a little bit of an inspiration for us to do it because I knew I wanted – and I knew God wanted me to share our story, but I didn't know quite how to do it. But when I saw them doing it as a couple, I'm like, I know Ryan would be willing to do it with me. And, and I already had everything pretty much. And he, Mm -hmm. him too. We had stuff written up already. So it made starting it a little bit easier and gave us like at least a footing to get it out there and talk about it. So, so check them out. Um, I also mentioned, um, egg whisperer so she's another great podcast to listen to um she has multiple things and she talks about she is like i said a specialist with IVF and stuff too but she really talks about a lot of great supplements and different things and uh, stuff that you can do um there's some other holistic people that i follow now but also the book it starts with an egg is another great resource for a lot of supplements it talks about different diagnoses of um, endometriosis pcos Um, other things you can deal with. It even mentions in there um, about stuff for guys. So Ryan doesn't have any issue. Like all of his stuff has been great, you know, um, and
1: we did, we did it. We have a current outstanding results for NAPRO.
0: Yes. So he's poor guy had to do it again, but But we're so with NAPRO, we are kind of starting over a little bit, but it's okay. But everything
1: to her point, everything up to the yeah. But, but just like pretty much everything else, everything is fine.
0: Right. But he's been a trooper. So, I mean, I remember some other friends of mine that were saying, like, get your guys out of boxer briefs, put them just in boxers. And I'm like, what? You know. But in the – it starts with the egg. It does talk about, like, um, making sure the testes aren't too warm. And, like, so that would be, like, looser clothing, not having a phone in the front pocket, not having computers on the laps, not – um you know, people that wear tightly fitted things for riding a bicycle, different things. But they also mentioned um, just different supplements and things and health wise that men can do to make sure that their quality and quantity are all great. So it starts with an egg is a really good resource Mm -hmm. if you guys are looking for something. Um, So, but I do, like I said, I I have followed um, several nutritionists on Instagram um, that had been very helpful. And there's been some that I had to unfollow just because I felt like they were kind of starting to um, bash a couple of things just because you weren't doing things a certain way. Um, and I think I've kind of reiterated that, you know, do things at your own pace, educate yourself, yeah. and try to make changes. I mean, they're only yeah. going to be for your good, but don't feel stressed out that you're not doing enough. I mean, it needs to be a process. There's
1: a lot to do. Because yeah. Even with too me, much to do. Yeah, even with me, I'm like it's yeah. been
0: probably I probably have done the most over this past year than I did even in the very beginning. Yeah. You know. Um,
1: and you'll have these references in the description. Yes.
0: Yeah. posted in description. Yes, in yeah. the description for sure. Um. So. So yeah. So we did. Um, kind of like we touched on everything with like the social media and just taking a break. And you know, we did miss our little prayer time in the beginning yeah. and I kind of got excited and yeah, we jumped, got in. jumped in. So, um, but you want to, in reference with the social media and just other people's pregnancy announcements, other people having their beautiful babies, um, people asking you when you're going to have your kid, um, people telling you you're not doing enough, you're doing too much. Um, we have a scripture. Um, for this one, so in this thing, yeah. so I'll let you, yeah, it's, of, a, it's a little long.
1: It's Romans 8, and it's kind of broken out. Bro- yeah. It's selected verses between 18 and 30, but we'll have that in the description as well, mm-hmm. exactly which verses it is. But it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us, mm-hmm. but hope that is not, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not have yet, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things...
0: yeah amen that's a great great scripture so like i said with the social media and dealing with the current issues like our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that's revealed in us so we are glorified through god and by god and you know we have hope for the unseen you know and um so even just in our fertility journey we have that hope so hope that's encouraging to you guys um so like we were saying we'll Post everything that we kind of mentioned in the description. And if there's anything um, extra, we kind of didn't give a good enough explanation for, you can ask us. Do ask. And if
1: there's other, uh, like the LH shifts we were talking about, if there's other ones you've tried, you know, add those. Feel free to add those in the Mm -hmm. comments. You know, we're here to collect information for everybody. Yeah. And that's a two-way street. And I mean, when other people
0: could read it. I mean, yeah. so there could be things that they That's don't right. know about or we don't know about. And That's so right. yeah, we don't just don't, help everybody out. You
1: don't know everything. That's the truth. No, so. definitely not. So you um, want
0: to close this babe? Yeah. So we'll close in prayer. I and mean, we thank you so much for joining us and look forward for sharing our next episode with you. Um, and we just hope you guys really um, continue to be encouraged by what we share like for what we said that you're not alone in this journey. We're here with you and we're praying for you. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, just thank you for today and thank you for another episode on this podcast and um I thank you for our listeners and Lord, I just ask that you would just continue to be present and there for us, Lord, even when we don't know what to say or what to ask for. We just ask for the Holy Spirit to intercede for us and communicating what's on our heart and be for all of those that are still Um, just dealing, having a rough day or a rough time or that you would encourage them and lift them up and that you would just protect them and give them wisdom for the help that they need and um, communicate well with their spouse and their loved ones as well. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Thanks for joining us. Thanks,
0: guys. Have a good day.